Friday Afternoon Deploys brought to you from our studio that's constructed out of Purell bottles and toilet paper because we just had it all laying around and we bought it all at Costco and built cubicles out of it. <laughs> How else were we going to put a stall around our bidet? <laughs> later whether or not we want to publish our faces on this guy well i'm fine with mine yours is good because your face is not <laughs> you look like you're in witness protection your face is not there and you're sitting in the podcast studio I'm from an undisclosed location you're not broadcasting your your home uh to everyone or your no, face true. Yeah. True. <laughs> we need to distort alan's voice uh <laughs> when i started Everyone got mad when I started talking about the outbreak. Uh, <laughs> Said Bane. It's <laughs> uh, a pretty good Bane voice. So, so for our listeners, uh, we're all in quarantine. Uh, you may, yeah, we are. You know, with the with the delay of this show coming out a week later, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you already know this. Uh, but or you uh, won't hear it because society collapsed. We yeah, know. who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> who knows? Uh, with everyone working from home for the next forever. Um, who knows how the, uh, how, how high speed internet's going to hold up. Um, I'm worried about Cox, man. When, when, when the university on Monday goes all to online classes, uh, we already have a stressed cable internet backbone here. That's massively oversubscribed. So, and, uh, Walmart HQ is work from home only as of Monday. Wow. Yeah. All of it, the entirety of All, it, yeah. however many thousands of people that is. Doug, shut them down. Yep, yeah, they're working from home. So I saw, yeah. I saw Doug standing next to um, the alleged president the of the United States today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So that was that was a uh, that was good times. So obviously yeah. that's our topic today. Uh, I can't think of anything else. What, really. what What the hell else have we talked about all week? Other than DRF choice fields, uh, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> Those are the two things in my mind right now. So just like the rest of the working world, we're practicing self-isolation. And so we're doing a, this is a fully remote. I don't We've never done this, have we? No, not, not fully remote. Not with all of us. We've so. had people in the studio and someone remote, but we've never had everybody fully. We're all three in different locations. And also some others might might jump in our very secret Zoom room that I can't tell you about. Uh, yeah. to, oh, to help us, uh, help help ring in the um, the quarantine with us. This is exciting. How you guys doing on How you guys doing on toilet paper? Just quick uh, around well, the room. My my bidet uh, should be in this weekend. Oh, so congratulations! I'm doing great. <laughs> That's indefinite. Uh, we are a bidet uh, having household, and uh, yeah, we can we can uh, we can batten down the hatches. We can we can make this. We can do this for months. So yeah, I'm, we're set. and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to going paperless on that front. For, for <laughs> Honestly, I've never I, uh, thought of it as going paperless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're good here. I I grabbed some uh, the other day, but we were down to like Sarah had grabbed a couple. She'd gone to one of the panicked stores that were out of it, right? And there was like two rolls of the cheap stuff that were individually wrapped. 
I was just like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to wipe. Like I'm in prison. This is terrible. <laughs> and you can never go get it. Like she, I think she'd gotten a roll of it from like whole foods, like seventh generation. And I was like, that's sandpaper. Don't do that to yourself. The you single can't. ply. Um, yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. So we're, we're all right on that. We, we stopped. Uh, so I was in the office with Alan this morning and then the, wait, you guys were up there today. I was up yeah. there for a little while too. We all passed each other, I think. Well, yeah, I guess well, you guys. That's you gotta do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how you're doing it, right? That's that's self isolation. Yeah, yeah. Right? we did it correctly. Except I saw Alan, so that's yeah. We that's well, together, except by seeing, I don't think I don't think it's contagious. But yeah, we we <laughs> pretty sure I didn't sneeze on you. So it can come in through the eyes. It just can't go out through the eyes. Yes. Yeah. Is my understanding of it. I hear you could get some toilet paper off the highway. That. <laughs> it's such nonsense. <laughs> some people just Did you hear about that case? No, I didn't hear about this. Someone's gonna have to fill me in. Okay. I, I still don't know if it was on purpose or if it was an accident. Yeah, that, that's not determined. Yeah, but there was toilet paper all over I forty nine just south of Fayetteville. Wait, just like a toilet paper truck flipped over and all the toilet nope. paper went everywhere? No well, just the toilet paper. Nobody knows why or yeah, how. No truck. No it's truck. Like if someone was doing some elaborate protest, like, ugh, yeah. It's, what the uh, the irony there? Yeah, people yeah. really need some toilet paper right now. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I hadn't heard about that. I'll yeah. have to. I'll have to venture out. I've I've been in such deep social isolation that that includes social media. So I haven't seen pictures of the outside uh, world today. Yeah, I was gonna say other than the scarcity, um, I love it. <laughs> So far, so good. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Like, uh, you want to go somewhere? No, dude, can't. Like, no, nope. you know, just that's staying the, home. That's the best, dude. Yeah, Do I have you to know, an excuse. Here's the thought that I had. We got everything we need. We got we got way too much rice and beans. We're good on food. We don't need toilet paper because we're paperless. Um, but it occurred to me that coffee. I hadn't thought about coffee, uh, and I don't know if there's a run on coffee yet. But I was I yeah. was making I was like this is great I'm at home making a pot of coffee I got I got I keep I keep a pretty good coffee setup I was making a Kimex full of something local and delicious and I realized I had about half a bag of local and delicious mm. um, so I might I might have to before it gets bad I might walk down the street to the the local Onyx Coffee and, I've got a I've got a few bags of green beans that I need to roast. Green beans being green coffee beans. Mm, I thought this was a euphemism I hadn't picked up from the kids yet. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, got me a bag of them green beans, yo. Yeah, I got uh, me about a QP of green beans. <laughs> got ro- roast them this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so I'm gonna do that for sure uh, this weekend. That'll that'll get me by for a little while. So it's uh it's an interesting thing, you know. We're not f- too far into this, and no one really knows how long most people are doing it. But it, it was kind of amazing. I mean, like, when did I tell the team? When did I suggest to the team, hey, if you guys was it was yesterday, wasn't it? Yesterday, yesterday. I think. Yeah. So the day before yesterday, I was like, eh, are we jumping the gun here? And then yesterday, I was telling Alan and Joseph this after work. I was like, man, I instantly went from there was no gray area in between. I went from like. Am I being too panicked here by going into this to like with with no transition time to like, am I the asshole if I come to work tomorrow? Like I immediately went from we shouldn't be doing all this panicking to like, I shouldn't be here at all. 
<laughs> you know, I should have been in isolation a week ago. Uh, and then just today, talking to uh, other people and, and getting emails from everyone, talking to even uh, the entirety of all of our customers, everybody universally. I mean, it happened quick. Everybody's working from home all overnight like that. Um, so that's, that's how we're going to start this thing out. You know? Yeah. So it's pretty crazy how quick all that happened. Um, and Joseph and I were talking yesterday in our, our last face-to-face interaction with a client for a while. We went to a sales meeting on our way back. Um, he was suggesting, and I think it's a really cool notion, it's very possible, that this could be a very um, catalytic event that pushes most companies towards remote work and companies that Mm -hmm. haven't gone to it, they're going to have to adapt policies, and a lot of them might not go back. Right. Um, It's a big possibility, right? right? They're at least going to, like, they're going to have to do it and then they're going to see that it works, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. And that, that part I'm kind of excited about either that, or we just end up with idiocracy on the other side. Who knows? That's a possibility yeah. too. I mean, that, <laughs> that's what I think is I think that people are going to see that it works, but also yeah. the, the transition, right. Of going from in-house workforce to remote workforce is a very disruptive one. Yes, but everyone's confronted with we have no choice, mm-hmm. so they're everyone's willing to swallow the disruption, however long this takes, and say like just devil's advocate, like playing into the the point that I'm trying to make. I guess what if this takes six months? What if it's six months before we go back to normal? At that point, when it's time to shift people back in the office, that's also going to be disruptive, right? To to yeah. change what every what's been working for six months and things that's are what I was thinking about. projects are going. Yeah. The difference on that end of it is it'll be a disruptive thing, but we have a choice, right? No one's going to have a gun to their head to go back to the office. Um, And I'm curious how many people will choose not to take the disruptive action of shifting their workforce back in the office. Yeah. Could be interesting. I hopefully this only lasts about 14 days. I, I think that's what I read online. Like if you have symptoms, they urge you to stay isolated for like 14, 14 days. days. And then, yeah. And then after that, you're probably fine. It, I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at it. A lot of people are saying, um, you know, flatten the, flatten the curve, right? Um, yeah. That, that it, some people are, some epidemiologists are saying, um, and, and hopefully these are like just crazy out there outlier numbers, but they're saying things like one third or one half of the U.S. population is going to get this thing. And the idea is not to prevent people from getting it. It's going to happen. It's a foregone conclusion. You're probably going to get it, or at least you're as likely to get it as you are to not get it. Um, and uh, the idea is not to prevent it from happening, but prevent it from all happening at once and overwhelming, stressing the medical system. Mm-hmm. Um, overwhelming the amount of beds that we have. And if and from that perspective, then that's where people are coming from. Well, potentially it's longer, right? That it's that everyone's going to delay. It's going to take time to work its way through the population. And until you've gotten it and you've built up some immunity, everyone's kind of isolating to help spread it all out. Um, so that's, that's a possibility too. I don't think anybody yeah. fucking knows what's going to happen. Honestly. No, not, not really. They, uh, I, I know, like nursing homes are kind of locked down right now, as they probably should be. High so risk, like, right? Yeah, they're excluding all non-essential personnel, and I think visitation's pretty much shut down. Yeah, um, I'm. You know, they haven't announced anything, but my mom lives in a, a senior community, mm. um, and so it's it's pretty much exclusively 
It's like they can put a sign out for they have one that's like exclusively 55 plus, you know, blah, 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 and ADA accessible. Mm. And they can hang a sign out front that's like exclusively coronavirus susceptible only <laughs> allowed at this facility. Um, yeah. And so I'm not sure what the protocol is there. They haven't told us one. Mm. Um, like personally, I can look at it and go, it's probably a good idea if we're not hanging out over there with mom much and potentially introducing risk to all those people in that community. So, yeah, I've been checking on my mom, like, you know, cause she works at a school cafeteria and yeah. like every, every couple of days, well, every day, the past couple of days, that's what I meant to say. And like, Hey, they shut down school yet. She's like, Oh, not yet. I'm like you, you got some time off you can take. Like, yeah. you know, cause she's kind of worried about it. Cause she's like, I got truck drivers that come in and bring deliveries like from all over yep. the country, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah. Scary it's, deal. It's an amazing time. It's also mm-hmm. like, it's, it's, um, 10 years ago, it would have been a lot harder. I've made yeah. several oh, online yeah. grocery orders in this experience so far. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. For, for pickup. And I've gone and done pickup and it's really easy to limit your exposure to just the one person that you're doing pickup from. You just stay very mm-hmm. far away from them and hand sanitize your hands after you put your groceries away, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, and you know, Walmart now does grocery delivery. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to do that. And we're just going to put a sign on the door that says like, Hey, just leave the shit on the doorstep. Like, and that, that's good for both of us. You know, we're all paid <laughs> yeah. up here. I don't want to touch you. You don't want to touch me. Just leave it yeah. here. And when, when we're, when we're safely a quarter of a mile apart, we'll open the door. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's, we have, we have some infrastructure in place. Um, those of us who, who have the, the benefit of being in an area that has it, we have some infrastructure in place that wasn't there. God, when did we start doing, does everyone here do online grocery pickup now? Yeah. Everyone. Almost exclusively right? now, yeah. That's that's come about what the last year. Yeah, I mean, here yeah. it has, and I don't yeah. even know. I'm in major cities. There's been grocery delivery services for a long time. We don't live in a major city. However, yeah. we do live in the hotbed of innovation as far as um, Arkansas is concerned. <laughs> yeah, well, and and the big box retailers, right? That are uh, namely Walmart. Yeah, their yeah. grocery stores. Yeah. When they rolled this out, they rolled it out here first and tested it. And we had right. some. We're, we had like the first three grocery pickup locations in the country and they're not done rolling it out nationwide. So mm. we may have a little bit more access to it here than other mid sized economies do, you know, that's true. I know we, for a fact have like test stores, yeah. you know, in the area. Now, if you live in a real city, if you live in New York, you've had someone that would take money to bring you your groceries since the 1920s. Yeah, Andrew um, Weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those come on bike messengers. They can get yeah, there faster. They can get there faster oh. than a cab. I love high maintenance. That's a great show on HBO. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, that's it's that's the whole premise. It's like a is it a bike crazy, messenger weed delivery guy? Yeah, yeah. And apparently, I could I watch he, that. I think he used to really do it, and then he started a show um, about it. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's cool because it's like. It doesn't necessarily focus on him. It focuses on the people he will interact with. And so you kind of see their story. And then at some point, you know, he's going to bring them some weed or something in it. And it's, uh, it's really cool. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's not probably not safe for work in a lot of, a lot of situations. Mm. But, uh, Cause there's like a nudist couple. That That's okay. We all work too. from home now. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <They're, laughs> everything's safe everything's for work. Safe now. For work. <laughs> NSFW turns into not safe for wife. Um, 
or husband. Sure. Sorry, I, was, make, yeah, yeah. I don't mean to be sexist. Um, make sure you're not. Uh, make sure you're not sharing your screen. You know, yeah. at inappropriate times. That's yeah. that's really we got to come up with the acronym for that. Not now. safe for spouse is what it's going to be, or kids. Uh, not safe for family. Uh, NSFF. Um, so let's talk about tech a little bit. Has you have you guys seen the um, the Johns Hopkins uh, inter- the interactive dashboard on coronavirus? No. Oh, dude, I had that up on a screen all day oh. in my office just to see. It's yeah. re- it's pretty cool. I was looking. I was trying to figure out if it was it was if it was built in Dash because um, ah. it definitely looks something like it. It was built by their comp side apartment. Mm. Um, I would on. say chances are high. Hang on, it, let me. Was. I'll I'll share my screen with you guys. Let me let me stress all the bandwidth while we're live recording a podcast. That's a good idea, right? Heck yeah. Let's well, do, do it. it now. You know, while you're. <laughs> Glad that photo gets to make it into the oh, live stream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is one of our Patreons that listens to the I was going to say, for so. those of you listening who wonder what just came up on my screen, it was not a lewd picture of myself or anything. It was actually sent to us by a listener. Uh, Tony, how you doing, by the way? Yeah. We, we greatly appreciated that. I shared it with Blake. He, he believed it to be incredible. Um, I wish I could, I wish I could give the listeners more information or more context, but I don't have any. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, they have about as much as we do, uh, right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So it's coronavirus.jhu.edu. This is at Johns Hopkins. Um, and if you hit the view the COVID-19 interactive map, Mm. you get this feller. Let me, let me just pull this out as its own guy and full screen it can you guys still oh, see man. this can you still see yep. my screen share here yep so check it out mm. um it's taking that a looks while. like deck gl I, you know i thought maybe um it's taking a while to load the base map's definitely esri um so there's a bunch of esri mm. stuff in here but yeah it's coronavirus covid19 global cases uh and it's by the center for systems science engineering at john hopkins university um and so yeah, Arcgis. this this is Arcgis. The map definitely is. Um, it's pretty sweet. So you can see your inflection curves here of ah, cases and its uh, recovery plotted against yeah, other locations. A dashboard. Yeah, wow. plotted against mainland just, China. So you can see yeah. that China's built beat the exponential curve if the numbers they're reporting are active. But the mm. um, yeah, everyone else uh, today was ah. a big jump. So this was yesterday today. We are definitely still very much on the exponential climb. Um, and then within the U.S., uh, it's broken down by state, so you can see cases. And let's see how up-to-date it is. How many you have to in Arkansas, Tyrell? Uh, three presumptive. Three, three new presumptive. Yes, nothing, nothing's confirmed. I think there's nine presumptive altogether, but nothing confirmed. So this still shows the six from yesterday. It doesn't have the, the three from today. So I don't it's know not how. any in Texas. What's up with that? That's bogus. Uh, it's obviously not live. Mm. Great. Already fake news. <laughs> fake news. Fake news. The uh, internet doesn't lie. This might be a little weird. It does some weird clustering mm. on this guy. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, I'm, I, I've got it pulled up at arcgist.com. So oh, okay. They're hosting it there. Yeah, I don't see Texas either on the map. There's obviously Texas cases. But uh, pretty, pretty fascinating. So this is last updated at 11.53 this morning. So this is uh, ah. about, uh, what time is it? We're about four or five hours behind on this guy. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty cool. 
And I thought to myself when I saw it, I was like, of course. Because I thought, did anybody else have the thought of like, man, it'd be fun to download a data set? I did. Yeah, I, yeah. I, w- I thought about like, it'd be fun to play with DeckGL and do some of the animation stuff where you can, um, if you can find out, if you can find a data set of individual cases and where the suspected origin was from, and then plot that to see it jumping from continent to continent. And if you had that over time where you could see it, would be would be pretty fun to build an animation of. People yeah. are no doubt working on that. Uh, I, yeah, wanted, yeah. I wanted I to do say, it too. It'll be a lot easier to do, you know, kind of historically. Right. Uh, when more data is collected. Yeah, exactly. Right now you you could, I, I guess, scrape like the CBC site or something. and Something like that. And get some data out of that, yeah. Well, it's pretty easy to find Wuhan on a map like this. Yeah, it's a really, wow. really big red circle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the biggest one on the map, in fact. Yeah. Man, so I don't know. That's uh, that's all. That's all been. I mean, I I got work done today, but that's been most of what's been on my mind is is mm. uh, our, our our viral tendencies. We're going viral, guys, but not in the way that we like to. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it, it turns out it wasn't because people were clicking that like button and clicking that subscribe button with the little bell next to it, and it was more about uh, people touching their faces, and yeah. then we went viral. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not washing their hands and touching their faces. Mm-mm-mm. Um, so Alan, how's the office there? You're at you're at the you're actually at the lofty office in the podcast studio. I just you're the Alleged- only one up there, so it's allegedly. Still- <laughs> You're, you're still yeah. uh you're 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 still isolated i yes exactly thank <laughs> thank you all for letting me isolate myself here yep um, yeah uh, during the first part of next week i'll I'll probably work from home that's easier for me to do uh there's a little one at home who mm. i can't explain why Mm-mm. i have to hold up in in my bedroom all day so yeah here i am uh, but yeah i'm i'm still isolated so uh, that's been good. It, yeah. it it almost has a little bit more of an end of the world vibe because because <laughs> nobody's yeah. nobody's Ghost here. So there, yeah, yeah, yeah. No wonder the stand feels so so real to me right now. And there was a bird. At least he was a sparrow and not a crow. But he was on the window looking at me <laughs> for an awkward amount of of the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> so uh, so that may be the dark one there. I I don't know. Where, no. wherever his name is from from the stand but uh, too real can't read yeah. the stand right now no no i i think i might be able to watch the miniseries though um because you know that that's nerfed quite a bit because i'm i'm about a quarter of the way through the stand and i had to put it down when all this started happening um and it's it's very visceral uh his his description of everything um and that was like me reading it last summer when when nothing was going down you know? Right. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's all right up here. I hear I hear the folks above us. Uh, you know, they're just up there carrying on. Oh, well, they're still doing their thing up there. Yeah, I'm avoiding them. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I by that. I I kind of figured they would be early adopters. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's quiet now, so you know, I don't know if maybe they had some stuff to finish up. You know, be- it's true. They- I mean, like I said, I was up there at one point earlier this morning just because it was like, oh yeah, I had a had a notebook full of notes in it that I needed to get into a project management board. I was like, well, I can't conjure that up. I actually have notes from yeah. a call I need. 
and uh, I had to check the mailbox, check the mail. We got a check in the mail. Like, all right, physical mail. Have to go to the bank and make a deposit. Hey, man, Arvest Bank. Now they've got access to hand sanitizer, and it's and it's Mm. probably because uh, you know it's run by Jim Walton, so he's got deep ties into Walmart supply chain. But they had hand sanitizer all over the fucking place at that bank. (laughs) They were like spraying it on each other like they were having a party with silly string, just like. They always say money is money's like so dirty. You yeah. Know, anyway, that's like, true. Yeah. I, be, have, I would be kind of scared to be working at a bank handling money all day. You right know that now. that that Arvest branch um, on the square uh, has like you know three. Depending on which way you come in, there's three doors between the outside world and a teller window because mm-hmm. um, you got a couple airlocks to go through. And in, on either side of every door was a stand up hand sanitizer thing, <laughs> like you would see in a hospital. Yeah, uh, and I th- I'm pretty sure they installed. Um, uh, like they looked like temporary setup, but they were automatic, um, like accessibility, like handicap accessibility doors where you push the button and the door opens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I almost guarantee those were not in that bank the last time. Cause I was just in there like a couple days ago and, and they looked very temporary, but they were electric and you pushed it and the doors open. I was like, I think they put those in just so people don't have to touch door handles. Yeah. You can hit them with, with your, your elbow. elbow. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I passed a dude in the doorway and we were both opening pushing the door open with our elbow. And he's like, you're not touching shit either, huh? And I was like, no. Including <laughs> yeah. you. Get out of this airlock. Quit talking towards the bathroom, me. <laughs> bathroom out in the hall, man. I've been like tucking, tucking in my hand into my sleeve. And then, guys, I washed my hands so thoroughly uh, the past day or so. Like, <laughs> my mom would be proud of me. I, I take a full like two minutes to wash my hands you right now. You to sing the ABCs when you wash your <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, my, my, I, I, you know, I have a kid at home too. So working from home, um, hasn't been too bad. I've done it before, but I did, I have, I have an office with a, it's a bedroom with the door closed on it. And there's a hallway between this bedroom and pretty much the rest of the house. And I have considered going to Home Depot and getting another door and mounting a door jam in that hallway. In fact, it actually is a door jam that they took the door off. So I just need to like, I just need to chisel out a spot for some hinges and hang that thing up there just to get two doors between me and the rest of the fam because uh, yeah. there were some distractions today. Gotcha. It's also yeah. kind of warmed up um, in general. Not so much today. It was a little bit cooler. I have a window out here to the backyard, and uh, I've got a I've got an in law uh, that came to hang out this afternoon. And so I'm like working, <laughs> and then outside the window, I I just see uh, my two year old son running around the backyard with a full size claw hammer just by himself, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> What's going on? Why does he have a hammer? Who's watching my kid? I'm trying not to get distracted from work, but I kind of need answers. And then, you know, then a grandparent came around the corner. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. Well, that at least yeah. explains to be. I don't know why he's got the hammer, uh, yeah. but but we'll let that sort itself out. Mm. Um, so definitely uh, some distractions today that I'll have to get used to if this becomes yeah. a, a long-term setup, you know. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe they'll get easier too, you know. A little bit used, more used to that ourselves, and I think the it, others. I think that there's also going to be a, a shift in the dynamic of sort of acceptance from everyone else, right? Mm. Um, mm. I sent an email out to one of our customers today, letting them know, "Hey, we're all working remote. We made the decision. Um, wanted to let you know what our plans were because they had shared their plans with us, and uh, and said, you know, that's that's what we did. 
obviously it's not going to disrupt our work together because they're a remote customer. They're not based here. And so everyone's already used to working with us in a remote capacity, but, but that's what's going on. You might hear some kids laughing in the background and dogs barking in conference calls, you know, um, and just said like those kind of things are probably going to be more frequent with everybody working from home. And I think that that's going to become very understood. Like that's that's going to be a typical part. Looking forward to is is that because that's one of the things i've got three dogs at home um and that's one of the big ones that like can make me tense for a meeting uh that i think oh god i hope fedex doesn't come and bring their dog food bring their <laughs> chewy delivery and then they freak out you know <laughs> right in the and, middle uh, of my conference call yeah because it's like it's a double freak out for them because it's a stranger in the driveway but then like they kind of know when that happens, they get chew toys and stuff. It's just like, Oh God, I hope that's not today. Uh, but now, now I feel, I feel like, yeah, people would be more like, ah, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, that's normal. I think we're yeah. going to, you're going to have like, you're going to have like CEOs of public companies having like a dog barking in the background of their quarterly earnings yeah. call, you know? Like, oh, sorry <laughs> about that. That's, that's Mr. Ruffles. Uh, yeah. oh, he's very excited Ruffles. about our gains in EMEA this quarter. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the video of the guy who um, was oh, the, doing a, a, an interview and his kid walks in in the background. And then the other office. kid in the buggy yeah, and then the mom. Babysitter <laughs> runs in, she's trying to grab everybody and she's crawling around. Yeah, the, the Skype yeah. news guy. There were yeah. so many memes went around about that afterward and people like, the dude just looked... Um, well, he looked angry, right? Yeah, he did. He looked furious, yeah. but mostly embarrassment. And people were like, oh, my God, has anyone checked on those kids? You know, <laughs> that dude looked so mad. And he didn't even get up. He just sat there at the desk and he was just he shaking didn't his head. He turn around. No, he was like, just going, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I am so sorry. Um, just like while he's live on the news. And uh, someone made a prediction and it came out true. He went back on later with his whole family. It was actually his wife that was that wow. was there with him. All the kids okay. in the family went back on the news and gave an interview about it. And he admitted he was like, I was not. He was wearing a, a, a coat and tie like he was in mm. a suit. He was not wearing pants. <laughs> so <laughs> he was do. like, and people were just like, well, why? You know, we get it. You're at your home office. Your kids are in there. Why wouldn't you just get up and shoo him out of the room rather than just sitting there? Like looking terrified, going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and not even making eye contact with you. He couldn't stand up because we're not sure what he was wearing. Uh, It definitely wasn't uh, uh, TV appropriate. It wasn't business slacks, and it might not have been pants at all. He might have just been there in his polka dot undies. Yeah, yeah, athletic shorts at the least, which still, you know. Yeah, that's the the real concern is with working from home. As society shifts towards. I don't trust us all to be adults to uh, no. handle that kind of freedom responsibly. No, there's there are plenty of us that can, but there's there are there are more of us that can't. <laughs> That's right. of like incoming memes and photographs and YouTube yep. videos of people doing really really dumb stuff. Yeah, Sarah once had, and and everyone having infinite time to share it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sarah once had a student. I sw- I swear. I don't remember if he hit a one hitter or <laughs> in the middle of a, a video class, she was lecturing in and she was like, she like private messages them. She's like, please don't do that in this meeting right now. And he's just like, 
Oh shit, my camera's on. <laughs> covers his camera <laughs> to yeah. see his hand for the rest and of the There's going to be stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I've already been in I've already been in one video conference call today in which someone like stood up and was like wearing pajama shorts. Um, and maybe they knew that or maybe they didn't. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, but that's that's kind of the thing, the filter on yeah. it, you know. Yeah. You're, you're like I'm at home. I mean, yeah. yeah. I do think that the video aspect of it is beneficial. Like mm-hmm. it it does help retain like a a conversational nature. You can watch people's you can look at people's faces. You got to yeah. do it. It's really yeah, yeah. important to doing that, right? I mean, and and speak- we've evolved to do it, you know, like it, so it's it's weird. Like I've always been bad about talking to people on the phone. I get distracted. Yeah. And like I at first I start out strong. I'm picturing your face. I'm even imagining your facial expressions for like the first minute or two. If it goes longer than that, I kind of blank out and sometimes I'm kind of like who am I talking to? Totally. You know. Well, and and we're doing it right now for our listeners. I mean, we're we're, yeah. we're recording together, but we've all got. We may show you. On. We may not. Depends on if anybody hits a one hitter. Has yeah, pants on. Yeah, we got to find out how how this ends out. <laughs> we'll scrub it and see if this goes on YouTube. But but yeah, we're you know we're we're doing it now because uh, it definitely totally changes the dynamic of the conversation. And I was on, so I I was in a big uh, group call this morning, um, and about half of the attendees were all in the room together, and half of us were remote. Um, and so all the remote people, we all had our cameras on, um, you know, to, to be fully engaged. The thing was that the people that we were conferencing with had a camera on and we were on a screen, but it was a very small screen in the corner. So the, for the remote people, we weren't like really a presence in the room. And I'm bringing this up because I think this is an important dynamic for people who are working from home and teams or even just, just distributed teams in general of how to do video conferencing right is you do need the cameras on so that people are engaged and you do need the people who are remote to be on a screen that is like big enough, substantial enough to be present in the room because we weren't. And everyone on the video call was super engaged, right? In the camera, talking, reacting. You could get, you, could, you were getting visual feedback when you were talking, like body language from people, which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, except that all the people in the room, and we were on this tiny little laptop screen over in the corner. Like as soon as one of us that was on the video conference started talking and they had a great camera set up, we could see them all. They all just pulled out their phones and started texting or messing with their uh, iPad. And like, it was obvious that it just totally lost their attention. And it was really jarring talking to them because when they were talking in the room with each other, everyone's engaged and pointing and gesturing and stuff like that. And then you start talking and everyone's head goes in their laps and they're like doing stuff. Um, and, and I think that had a big part. I'm not like saying those people weren't engaged. They were listening and stuff like that. But, sure. but it's something you, to be aware of. When yeah. you lose that face-to-face, when you're not in the room together, there's an obvious, at least I observed a very obvious predisposition for people to kind of disconnect from the people who aren't in the room with them. But all of us who were on cameras together um, and sitting at our computer where we could see each other face-to-face, we're staying really engaged. So, so that's important. Um, you, you, you have to do that right. Um, and I think it's really important when you're doing teleconferencing, maybe not in every single situation, but as often as possible to pop your cameras on so that you can get that body language um, component of dialogue. That's important. Indeed. We are a social species. It's true. It's a fun social experiment. What's, has anybody else had any chance? Has anybody had, just, and this is today or just generally, um, challenges 
working from home as a developer, as a programmer. And I don't know really how that's different than any other job specifically that you might have a challenges. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there, I, I, dare I say it's less challenging perhaps for as a, us as a programmer. For, yeah. Than it is for other people. I think it's more, I think right away it's more accepted. Like it's more, ex, maybe not accepted is the right word, but it's yeah. more expected, um, you know? And, and also I think we're kind of used to it a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it, for for some other folks that aren't quite as used to it, that'll be kind of that'll be a challenge. We started working from home like way back in the day. Yeah, like before every other industry could. We worked on home to invent. We worked from home to invent the internet, <laughs> so that other people could work from home forty yeah. years later. You know, yeah. Um, we being our field, I'm, I'm a little bit younger than that, but like. Um, yeah, even before like the the existence of companies that had like full time remote jobs existed, we were all working from home when the damn server broke in the middle of the night. We were all on the VPN. We were like expected to work from home if it was after business hours. Um, you know, so I think that I was trying to think of um I think you're right. It's it's common, it's accepted. All of our tooling is set up to do it. We're already right. there's not a part of our job that isn't that hasn't been being done on a computer. You know, right. there's still a lot of people, if you're an architect, um, mm. you can probably do a lot, but you may still have paperwork. You may still actually redline drafts with a pen and paper, right? Um, yeah. there, and and, and I, there's probably many other examples of other fields that are even more so, right? Um, but for us, all of our tooling has been portable on a laptop for a long time. Um, so yeah. there's, we don't have to there's, adapt much to get work done, you know? Google Suites probably made it easier for a lot of the business folks, you know, that I know we were kind of talking the other day about like folks sharing uh, spreadsheets, like to mm-hmm. the point of where you go to uh, work on a cell and you're like, oh, oh, Karen's in there. I can't. Can't touch it. I don't want to overwrite what someone's yeah, working I'll, on. I'll quick, I'll message her like, hey, what's up? You know, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Word documents, you can work together like that. Um, I know that was, that was pretty common while I was at NTI uh, that, that sometimes well, I say sometimes it's actually quite a bit. Like we we'd have group uh, projects going on, and uh, I remember there was one I was like project lead on it, and so there was a lot of. Uh, unfortunately, we were learning a waterfall process, um, but it, so there was copious amounts of like paperwork and and planning and stuff that we were doing for for our project that we had planned out, um, and the majority of it was remote over uh, Google Suite. Um, just Google Hangouts and uh, and even just chatting like while you're working on a Word document and, and such together. Yep. And, and then every challenge I can think of that I've had, um, you know, difficulty or obstacles or distractions and things like that, none of them are actually unique to this field. This is just, you know, kid kid knocking, kid running around in the backyard with a claw hammer. Well, that's... <laughs> That's that's agnos- that is independent uh, uh, of your of your actual career uh, uh, choice, that's and true. you know this is a job that requires focus for sure, right? Be able mm. to get plugged in, but almost every job requires focus. There it is. It so just happened, sure. Tyrell. It just happened. It's the yeah. real thing. One of my child, one of my children, just bursted into the room like, "What could be happening?" Yep, I'm at work. <laughs> don't you see I'm in the? Don't you see I'm laying in my work bed? <laughs> I. Uh... <laughs> I need to I need to get a setup. Um so so Chrissy who who's the uh co what was it? Co-organizer. 
co-organizer of, uh, of Fayette Pi, our local uh, Python meetup. Yep. Um, a couple meetups ago, she was showing off a, uh, I forget what that thing was called. I've got it in my Amazon cart. Oh somewhere. yeah. The, um, Oh damn it. It's a little board with the lights on it. Yeah. And so she, she's like, she's actually made hers useful. She was showing me after her talk you know, I was kind of asking her a little bit more about it. And like, she's got, uh, she's got like ways to set it up that like her family knows if it's like flashing a certain color or something she's on a call she's got earbuds in or something different one for i'm not on a call but i got earbuds in so if you're talking to the back of my head probably need to let me know uh you know and i was like yeah that's smart that's that would help a lot like i've gotten close i found circuit python which is the version of python that runs on it i'm just trying to find the actual device it's an adafruit same company that makes raspberry pi right Um, right and yep, and you write, I'm gonna write find Python it soon. Code and and uh, interact with the LEDs on it. Yeah, it's an Adafruit product. I'm getting very very close to figuring out what the hell it is, but it's it's pretty neat. Yeah, she had said that. And by the way, re- that reminds me. Um, on topic, Fayette Pie. Uh, we made the decision today. Um, hmm. Our meetup next ah. week was going to be in the lofty office. We're doing lightning talks. We're going to do it just like we're doing this podcast. We're setting it up as a webinar. So it's an experiment. Hey, that's cool. Uh, yeah. It's actually pretty cool, right? Because that meetup group has, uh, I think we've got 600 members in it. Right. Uh, and they're spread about all of Northwest Arkansas. And in Northwest Arkansas, we have a unique predisposition to not want to leave the town, the city that we're in to go to the neighboring city, even though they're not that far away. And if you lived in Dallas, driving 30 minutes to get to where you want to go is just part of everyday life, no matter if you're just trying to get two miles down the road. But here it's like, I don't want to drive 30 minutes to go to Fayetteville. I live in Bentonville. You know, and especially between those two areas, right? Because it's like, I know if I have to go up if I have to swim upstream of the Walmart traffic, you mm-hmm. know, that's, that's discouraging for me to go up there and perhaps likewise for them coming down here. So we don't like doing those things and I'll be, and I'm really interested to see um, what, what that's going to mean for the meetup group. When we run it as a webinar, we got 600 people. When we do an in-person event and we do most of them at the lofty office in Fayetteville, we get, you know, 20 to 30 people turn out for that. I wonder how many people are actually going to turn out when there's no, you don't have to drive to get there. Um, right. It'll be an interesting experiment and and possibly just like we're talking about with um, does this shift culture towards working from home? I'm curious if we're going to be inclined to say, let's do more webinars for our local meetup, you know, right. Um, even even if we had like a, an in office thing in the future, you know, we we could set up a station of some kind to where uh, folks could remote into a Zoom call or something. And for sure. For sure. We could, we could at least make, you know, we could definitely make it accessible and and be set up to do that. But, uh, and then, then you get into like, uh, maybe another weird dynamic that I haven't figured out yet. That is like, what is the purpose of a local meetup group? If you don't actually have to be local at all (laughs) to attend it, you know what I mean? If it goes online only, then, then, then what are we, are we a national meetup group? Do we try and what do we do? We try and coalesce with other local meetup groups and yeah, and I guess we could at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, what would yeah. stop us? What's yeah. uh, why? Why put uh, if we've got really great content of people coming and talking about Python and it's yeah. all online, then it's not really a local group. We and can expand our audience. I'm thinking about like so it's globalization, we to, you guys. Yeah, 
So we went to ViewConf, um, and I remember um, there at the end, while they were, like, giving out the door prizes and stuff, um, they had one of the guys up on stage, like, who had helped, I guess, organize the thing, and he hosted the Austin View meetup. And so I felt kind of bad for the guy, but it checked out. Like, they were like, oh, so you got, like, you, you probably got, like, a thousand members or something, like, how many do you get at a meetup? And he's like, oh, about about like 15, 20. Oh, it's the same as it is here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Same kind of deal, you know. Probably a lot of them just going, ah, I just got off work. I don't know. I'm just yeah. going to stay home. I, I don't know. It might <laughs> rain. If recruiter to bring some pizza, I might get like 28. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's yeah. It's a universal truth. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see if that if that changes things. We'll yeah. be we'll be globalizing meetup groups and and it'll just become one meetup group economy. And then there will be some weirdos who are like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Keep it local. Yeah. Um, well, well I don't, I'm not against keeping it local. That sounded bad, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I think that there's like my turn now by the way i hear i hear my own tiny voice outside the door now <laughs> i think it's going to want to be one of those things that's it's residual changes like that except ideally in a good way so like the parallel i had was with 9-11 like mm. life changed temporarily and then there was stuff that lasted afterwards unfortunately the main thing that lasted after was 9/11 the tsa yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully there's not like the work from home TSA yeah, like remote oh, TSA that emerges from this. I know I'm optimistic that one of the good things that can come from it is like what they were talking about in the press conference and stuff that they, um, you know, the CDC, the stuff they had in place. They were talking about like swine flu and when that happened. And so like they've had to make policy changes to deal with this pandemic you know, and so I, I'm optimistic that like that will be an improvement, you know, hopefully. Right. Um, to, to come out the other end of it. Um, and hopefully we don't get this lingering kind of paranoia and stuff that, that we seem to have gotten with 9-11, unfortunately. It's, it's of, hard to say. Prejudice and paranoia. I, I don't want to stoke the fire of paranoia, but, you know, um, someone brought up, I forgot where I read, it was a, a really good point that um, – you know, these kind of things are happening every couple of years. We had SARS and MERS uh, and uh, different strains of flus and stuff. And it's actually easy to look, you know, the, the, the better that we do of managing an outbreak like that, the more people kind of fold their arms and go, everyone blows this stuff out of proportion because if we successfully yeah. contain it, they go, wasn't that people were talking like it was a big deal. It like infected, you know, thousand people and it was gone. And it's because like extraordinary effort to contain that stuff happened. The Ebola outbreak was another example of that. Um, but th- it's happening more and more often. Um, and, and, in a relatively in a way that wasn't really happening that long ago. And so, you know, there's suggestion out there that like, have we, um, you know, have we rapidly evolved to a point? Like, have we gotten to the end of a, uh, the very end of a golden age of our triumph over viruses and bacteria? Um, and we've, we've ba- have we killed out everything, but the, you know, the strains that are now uh, resistant to our medicine and things like that right. medicine and, and steroids and stuff. 
um, because as everyone knows, if you're a, if you're a practitioner of, of um, that science stuff that people keep talking about, um, you know, uh, viruses and bacteria, these, these you know, microscopic um, communities evolve so rapidly because of the rate of reproduction. So they can, they can go through mutations, you know, in our lifetime that are relative to the scale of human history, like the entirety of human history plays out in a human lifetime for them, as far as the number of reproductive cycles yeah. uh, and the number of generations and opportunity to evolve. And so by, you know, are, are we creating super viruses? People have been talking about that for a little a bit, a little bit. Like if you've ever heard of- a doctor, like, like beat you for not taking a full run of your antibiotics, right? Like don't right. stop it- early. That's why. Right. And, and like one of the things, like I'm allergic to penicillin. And so one of the things that I, I feel good about, cause I know a lot of people and, and maybe a lot of doctors like over prescribe it, but a lot of people overuse penicillin and, and that, can be getting less effective. And I forget the way that it actually is effective. Um, like I, I want to say, yeah, I want to say that it, it's one that like breaks down the membrane of the microorganism. And then there's another kind that's the kinds that I usually get that like suffocates it. Like it coats the membrane. And so that one's harder for them to adapt to because they can just grow thicker skin basically. Right. And, and so a lot of that stuff will become less effective. Uh, I remember my biology teacher bringing up a really good point that blew my mind. It still blows my mind when I think about it. Like, um, like Encino Man. You guys remember that? They thaw, oh, yeah. out, they thaw out the caveman. They thaw out Polly Shore. Uh, not it's Polly not Shore, actually Polly Shore. But no, yeah. Polly Shore thaws out. That's uh, right. What's yeah. his name? He, he was in like all Brendan the movies Fraser. back then. Yes. Brendan, Brendan Fraser? Fraser? Wow. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, that was Fraser. early... Say what? Fraser. Yeah. Fraser. That, yeah. that was early Brendan Fraser, though. Yeah, yeah, Fraser. Yeah. However the hell you say his name. He gets, he gets mad but, if you call him Brendan Fraser. I'm going mean, to do it from now on. I've yeah. seen, seen, seen him get mad. Right, because this was like, that was like 15 years before The Mummy. Yeah. At yeah, least, yeah. right? Yeah. I remember, I, so I watched, uh, I watched Son-in-Law um, for around Thanksgiving, because that's kind of a Thanksgiving movie, and he does a quick cameo. Uh, during one of the like the college party scenes where Polly Shore like looks at him and he's like eating a frog or something. It's just like, huh, that's weird. Like they, they don't interact outside of that. And that's the only part that's in it. But, um, you know, the part that blows my mind is like, if we actually did that, that dude would die probably almost in an instantaneous. He would, he would be dead in a week. He has no herd immunity. Right, He's left behind. It, yeah, the version of the cold that we have today would would totally kill him. Snook him. You know? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna. You want me to blow your mind again? Sure. You, you already feel old. Yeah, yeah. You know that Brendan <laughs> Fraser is 51 years old. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, yeah, you should see a George of the Jungle. You the should see day. a picture of him. He does not look like George of the Jungle anymore. No, no. I, oh man, yeah. I'm not hating on him. Sure, I mean, sorry, we all Brandon. Get old. Yeah, I know he's a big fan of the show, and I and I hate to, for yeah. him to feel bad, but uh, yeah, it's true. It made me feel old. I had to share it with you guys. Yeah, he he's a Patreon and everything. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> he's at the two dollar tier. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he went through some really rough times personally. I remember someone posted a picture of him, and they're just like. Man, everybody thought it'd be cool to be this guy for a while. Remember that? And then mm-hmm. like, 
I guess somebody that's a big fan jumped out and they're just like, how dare you, sir? And they like listed all the terrible things that had happened in his life that were beyond his control. Oh, wow. Just kind of oh, like, man. oh, yeah. And sometimes it just. It's funny. It's bit. funny you bring that up because I haven't done any research on that. I've literally Googled his name um, to, to see how to spell it. Because uh, I couldn't remember if it was Brendan or Brennan. Um, mm. Poor guy, a hard time to pronounce his name. The top yeah. result for, all around, yeah. You know, you get the you get the YouTube video results uh, now because of that Google monopoly um, yeah. in your in your search results. And the top video <laughs> is WTF happened to Brendan Fraser. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're beating him up hard. What uh, was that? There was that one movie they did with that. Uh, she was she was like a an enchantress. I remember mm, that. I'm trying to remember. I, yeah, it was like it was like he made a deal with the devil, but the devil was a hot chick. Mm. Uh, if if that's the proper bedazzled. Term. Yes, it was bedazzled. bedazzled, and it was um, what's her name from Austin Powers. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That that to me is like peak. Like man, it would be cool to be that guy, mm-hmm. uh, Brendan Fraser, right there. That's funny. I had forgotten all about that. Blast mm. from the past. There's a lot of movies. He, what, got his IMDb up. Card or something like that. He or, was in Crash. I forgot that he oh, was he in was Crash. Oh, he was in Crash. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, because he wasn't like, he obviously wasn't his normal uh, role in that. What was like, the role in Crash? Like um, a serious dude. Yeah. You know, not a goofball like, like everything else that he uh, seem to have done. Um, I don't remember the character's name or much of the storyline. I just I want to say he was kind of an asshole in that movie. Like, I, I mean, that. his character was. I I want to say that that was kind of like the jarring thing of it, and why I don't think Man. of him as that character. I love this. I love I love remembering an actor like this that I had totally forgotten, and then just like yeah. going through their IMDb, and I have just unlocked an entire corner of my memory that was a vault. That yeah. like if this conversation hadn't happened, I might have lost the key to. But yeah. I'm scrolling through and fucking movie posters that file right now, now in yeah. your brain. and I'm looking yeah. at I'm looking at GI Joe the movie and Dudley Do Right and Dudley Do Right. Oh man, yeah, this is great. It's all right if you'd have lost that key. Yeah, no, week. no, no. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's more like. It's fine. It's like you find a time capsule that you made when you were a kid, and you go through about half of it, and you're embarrassed, and then you just close it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not. Uh, yeah, this is not changing the world. There's no. There's no solution to coronavirus in here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, only escapism. Nope. Nope. Just. Uh, just Dudley Do Right and, and Pawn Shop Chronicles. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. 2013. That was. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Was that a movie? In the Mummy. It was a movie. Huh. Well, actually, that might have been a TV show. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going back. I'm closing that tab. I'm uh, locking that yeah. vault. Yep. That was Forget a fun about it. By the yeah. way, it's the Adafruit Circuit Playground that runs Circuit Ah, Playground. there you go. And they've got a couple of levels of this thing. The Circuit Playground Express, blue something or other. One's got Bluetooth, low energy. Mm. Um, the classic. Some have Wi-Fi, some don't. They're I want to get one of those because that's kind of, you know, we obviously – the majority of what we do is web development, and so I'm always fascinated. We don't ever get to play with the I/O pins on the board, right? Right, exactly. So, so that would be a great way to do it because if I have a grasp on any language, it's definitely Python. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's way. like a—I don't know if it's a subset or superset of Python, the Circuit Python. Um, yeah, oh. it's probably a—it's 
Yeah, it's probably a subset. I would I would think maybe probably a stripped down version. Yeah, with, with maybe so some extras. She, yeah, which the lights. So say that one more time. How so, you how you switch how you switch the lights? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, like is it is it just something done with her like a controller she has? It's so so she was so showing in her IDE the Python um, code, and so it'd be like. Um, you know, like maybe you've got a while loop in there that's like while true or something. And um, and so like, for instance, one of the things you could do is change the color of LEDs. And so like you you actually go in into the code and you change that. So you've um, got you've got like um, in circuit Python, you've got like a module that you can import and like um, things that you can access and change the state of. So you, you have like you can import LED seven and set. Yes. an RGB value on it for the color. And it just, your, your app runs in just an infinite loop, essentially like a, yeah, yeah. I, I just mean for the UI, like, Oh, there is no UI. It's, mm-hmm. it's your IDE. Let me, let me, let me you, share. I'm going to show Tyrell. programs it to do something. Yeah. 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 So okay. you could, you could program it to, to react to it has buttons events on, on your machine, yep. right? Like events on your machine. Your you, it's got, uh, it looks like maybe ooh, 12 buttons that go around it. And so, um, you can set up, you know, different actions. So she, I think she had it set up when she was demoing it. She had set it up where you push a button and it would toggle between the colors and it was just a color switcher. But you could also like go so far as to keep that thing plugged into a USB port and have it tied to your Google calendar. If you wanted to, yep. you can go that far with it. Um, they're pretty sweet. Put a link mm-hmm. in the show notes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can go look at it on the Adafruit website, which is almost certainly built with Drupal or Joomla. Because um, <laughs> the URL for the Circuit Playground is category slash 965. All right, SEO consultants, go get them. <laughs> <laughs> go get rich. Yeah. <laughs> they have no keywords in the URLs. Oh, no. Gary yeah. V would be a shame. I don't think you're going to get rich off of Adafruit. No. No. Probably not. Oh, I see it. Yeah, there's a circuit for They actually they pay all their the vendors exclusively in like Raspberry Pi revision A's, because um, <laughs> those trade for like a dollar. So I'm like, eh, we'll give you 25 Raspberry Pis an hour to work on our oh, SEO. <laughs> it's got a sound sensor, yeah, a they light, have sensor, light sensor, temperature sensor, motion sensor. Are you looking at the Express? Uh, I am looking at. Or the Bluetooth one. Bluetooth low energy. I think that's the most advanced one. It seems to be. Like with a motion sensor, temperature sensor, light sensor, sound sensor. It's got a speaker. Yeah. And then two push buttons, a slide switch, an alligator clip. Oh, I lied. Okay, so the thing that I said that there were 12 buttons around it, those aren't buttons. Those are actually holes with... um, with like a a, a gold um, uh, conductive yeah, connector contact. there, yeah, that's yeah. that's a contact point. That's actually where you can clip the alligator clips to those. That's what that's right, for. right. So you can clip up to twelve alligator clips to it for I/O. Ah, yeah. There's a yeah. I'm looking at a, a screenshot of that where they, there's a USB device plugged in it, and they've got uh, four alligator clips uh, clipped to those things. God damn it! I want to buy one right now. I'm, they're they're I'm out a- of stock. I have it right in front of me. I bet they got them on Amazon. Credit card right now. (laughs) I bet they got them on Amazon, though. They have the Express, but I want the Bluetooth one. I want to do wireless stuff. Yeah, 
I know. I want to do the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are there other? So, so, Chrissy's use of that is pretty awesome. Are there mm-hmm. other tools that you guys that? Well, I'm like I'm trying to think through systems to help delineate work mm-hmm. and home and like draw that line, either like during work hours or in and non-work hours. And so, for example, obviously right now. I don't have a home office set up, but I, I have a home office capable. I have home office capabilities. And so mm. like this weekend I, w- I will potentially be making a home office into a, a home office. A proper so, one. Um, yeah. Finding places and ways to do stuff like that. Um, uh, ways to kind of d- know when to turn off of work. Yeah. And, and also I would say to, to help your family also help you do that. Help like them know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's a, that's a tricky part. Like it, it becomes really easy when they know you're at home of like, Oh, could you take out the trash real quick? And you're like, yeah, I mean, I guess I was like deep into a migration, yeah. but pretend yeah. like I'm at work. And then you're like, this wouldn't happen at the office. Like if I weren't yeah. physically here, um, yeah. but I, then Willow would be like breakfast burritos are alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true own way i still can't believe willow is so anti-breakfast burrito. anti-breakfast burrito anti-bre- we gotta get her back on the show yeah and confront yeah, her about that i was yeah. hoping she'd she'd call in when she got off of the of her call sprint planning call yeah uh yeah. yeah we gotta we gotta get to the bottom of that that's uh yeah she uh she quote unquote says they are a mistake uh, <laughs> and so we were drilling into it a little bit like well what's uh where did we go wrong I mean, burrito and and i i think she just doesn't really like breakfast food if if i if i had to guess but yeah we can we can get her on here to, to you know herself. i um i was not a breakfast person for a for a lot of my life but and and this is probably in like the last three years for whatever reason ever since my son was born um, probably because he gets up at six o'clock every morning, and he's fucking starving. Um, mm-hmm. I have become like if there's if I I would I will skip every other meal if I have to. Breakfast is the one I want. If I had to pick one, hey, it's the optimistic meal, dude. I just can't get past. It's not just like I want to eat. <laughs> then the whole day ahead of you. It's the, type, the whole day. It's the type of food too. I mean, like. I, I would be comfortable also in a world where I never actually see I it'd be it'd be fine with never eating breakfast the meal and mm. only eating dinner, but all dinners are breakfast foods. I'd be fine with that too. Like so it's breakfast it's the quiz it's the cuisine <laughs> that I like. It's not it's not necessarily eating <laughs> muffins, first thing in the, the morning. Breakfast breads, et I, that's right. I want I want I want muffins, I want um uh, uh you know pastries with syrup on them, uh some French toast. Uh, eggs and bacon and a spread of uh, fresh fruit. Yes. Yes. All of that. Yes. Um, <laughs> Alan and I just participated in an elaborate inside joke. <laughs> yeah, oh, I missed did. it. And I was yeah, just yeah, over yeah. here just well, like missed the joke. And I'm just like talking about breakfast. <laughs> yeah. You were, you were just so <laughs> like, going. no, but also the, like, I'm yeah. just so excited. Don't about forget breakfast. about Kiwi. That's good at yeah. breakfast too. Uh, so we've, uh, we've been watching Patriot. Oh, I'm, I'm still and, a little bit behind on that. Yeah, I, I, it's uh, I forget what episode it is, but yeah, poor poor Leslie, man, he's trying to finally bond with John, and and so they come up with this plan. Like he's telling him, he's trying to understand him. He's like, I I don't like you, and I want to like you. You like you, so I feel like there's there's a gap, and I want you to fill in that gap, <laughs> and ex- you know, let me know who you are. 
And so they have this plan to have breakfast. And so he's going off on breakfast. And so it's like three times in that episode, he mentions like, there'll be breakfast muffins. There'll be breakfast bread, got et cetera. It. <laughs> he got it. specifically says, et cetera. At the end of it. And like, then he calls down and he's like, yeah, I, let's get some breakfast breads and some, some muffins, et cetera. Some orange juice, uh, you know. Yeah. And, and, and the way he describes it, where he's like, it's the best meal of the day. It's the optimistic meal. Got it. Got the whole day ahead of you. You know, supper is like the day's over. Everyone's just sitting there with their heads down eating supper, you know. But breakfast, you're optimistic. That's funny. See, that's yeah. not the part of it that I like. I just like the actual food. I can have it at the end of the day too. Yeah, the food's food's good. I, I don't get me wrong. I I like a uh, I like breakfast for supper. That's a special special kind of thing. I feel like you can't overdo it because then it's not special anymore. Uh, but. I feel like you can't overdo it because it's not possible to overdo it. That's a strong argument, especially yeah. with the variety of breakfast food out there. You know. We ate breakfast twice a day the whole time we were in Mexico because lunch in Mexico doesn't start until like 2 p.m. at the earliest. And that does not work with the schedule of our two-year-old. Um, so so I was we were going hard. We had breakfast three meals a day on several occasions just because it played out that way. Um, and I was fine with it. I felt like yeah. I could keep that going indefinitely. But I brought all this up because uh, just to say that I can identify and relate with Willow, there was a time, and I'm a breakfast evangelist now, as you can see through and through. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a time in my life where uh, I would have been the total opposite. I don't know that's if right. I would have said that we went wrong with breakfast burritos. Yeah, I'd have just been that's like, a, "That's a bold statement," mm. especially. I'm going to stereotype a little bit, but especially in a room full of programmers, and mm. you just dis a burrito. Yeah, like, that's that's strong. That's strong to come in on that one. I want to hear it. She's got. I'm sure she's got. I'm sure she's got a take on it. I want to hear it. I'm. I'm in that stereotype where I pretty much live off burritos during the week, mm-hmm. uh, most of the time. Breakfast and and then uh, it's encapsulation. And, That's why we like it. As, as yeah, as it's efficient. Yeah, it's efficient. Yeah, I can. I can, before I know it, I'm. I've already eaten and I'm ready. I'm back in the game. Burritos are essentially like a, a well-designed protocol. Um, you, you're getting all this yeah, stuff yeah. together, but it's all ni- it's put together in a nice little packet. Nice little HTTP uh, packet. It's, it's uh-huh. the interface pattern. That's right. Ah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> very well said. Yeah, whatever's yeah, in there, it doesn't matter. You just receive. No. That's right. Receive the tortilla. You bag. just you just need yep. a you just need okay. a burrito shaped orifice uh, to yeah. accept that uh, to accept that interface. Because uh, like wraps, I used to not be that into wraps, but I like a good wrap now. Uh, too as well, not as encapsulating as a burrito, a little less inf- e- efficient. If, wraps if I make wraps it anyway. are a little more Jason, uh, yeah, a little yeah, more yeah, unstructured. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little less efficient. It gets I, I, it gets all the stuff from point A to point B. You might lose some. Um, exactly, I got pickles falling out the bottom <laughs> of it. Oh, you know. <laughs> uh, it's true. Um, man, we, I was going somewhere before all of that and I totally forgot. Well, this was our food was. segment. That we was, often, yeah. We, we were, we were overdue it for point. it. Oh, you know, Tyrell had asked, uh, other things, um, to help signal. Um, and I, all I would say was I couldn't think of anything tech wise, like the, the thing, I mean, you heard what I said earlier. I was thinking about putting up another door in my house. So, you know, uh, you can, you can, <laughs> yeah. uh, you can physically build walls between you and your family is an option. Um, 
but no, I mean, honestly, that, that would be a thing, right? Um, I, it, I, we've talked about putting a door at that part of the house anyway, for a while, for a couple of other reasons. Um, but you know, closing the door is important, right? Being able to be in a place where you can close yourself off. And, um, and obviously as we both demonstrated Tyrell and I doing this podcast, cause I've had people outside my door a couple of times and, and you guys have as well. Um, you know, it's not like a perfect system, but it is like, it is a system that you can build upon. Like, Hey, when the door's closed, this is what right. Paige and I have a thing going right now. If the door is open to the office, she can just come in and hang out. Um, come in and interrupt me if she wants to. If the door is closed, I ask her to text me. So if the door is closed, I might just be working. Like I might just yeah. be heads down on something. Or I might be on a video conference call and you don't want to walk in. Maybe you don't want to be the star of that show. Um, mm-hmm. So so if the door is closed, text me. Um, yeah. So like, you know, little little things like that. You just you set up a, a framework. And I worked from home for half my career. Um, most of that time I lived alone, which made it a lot better. But when I didn't, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've seen both sides of it, establishing good boundaries with the people that you live with and also not establishing good boundaries with people you live with. In front. When I was particularly young um, and, and didn't have a family, um, I did have some friends that uh, we'll just say it was in my it was when I was roasting a lot of green beans. Uh, ah, at that point yes. in my life, Alan, and <laughs> yeah. and uh, people would just show up at the mm. house. To roast some green to beans. To roast some green good. beans, and they might have brought their own roaster, you know, maybe they like a four, to be nice. maybe like a three or four foot tall one uh, that they brought by <laughs> and said, Very like, hey man, you know, and I was like, I'm working right now. And they're like, Yeah, but I brought my my four foot bean roaster and I can't light it by myself. <laughs> and I'm like, That's true, that's a good point. Uh <laughs> yeah. to be a bro now. I'll help you out, you know. Uh, and plus they're like, ah, but you're at home. You're, yeah, you know. you're not working, you know. Yeah, I mean, not really. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, you're doing stuff, just sitting around. You're here. I, I think you know, kind of, kind of back to to the beginning of our of our topic. That's that's something that I'm kind of optimistic that maybe we'll get out the other end of this. Though is is it does feel like there's a stigma if if you're not of a work at home culture and you've not done that, there is kind of a stigma of like if you do that, you don't really work at home i mean you maybe you do some work i was i was accused by a by a significant other at one point in my life um i was told i said something about i was giving some advice on their work um Mm. and i said something along the lines of like oh well you shouldn't you know you shouldn't let your boss do that or you you should have a better boundary there Mm. and the response and i could see it on their face because it was instant regret was i have a real job i was like whoa hey I have a real job too, but, but it was like, it was a knee jerk reaction because I worked mm. from home and I was really in control of the boundaries with my boss. I could just not answer the phone when it rang. Right. Um, right. You know? And so there is a little bit of a, a stigma there um, mm. to, to some extent. And like I said, that, that, that it came out, it, it came out sounding toxic and, and she immediately realized that. Mm. Um, and I, and I didn't harbor any bad feelings over it, but that was like a very, you know that came from a that came from a a, a deep place, right? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was yeah, a monkey brain yeah. reaction, and and honestly, to some extent, I, she believed it, right? And I don't feel yeah, I, I wasn't upset about it. It came um, from probably a little bit of a jealous place, probably maybe so, a little bit yeah. of emotional response. And now I I think there's the other end of it too, where we again the same stigma, but it has this other side of it where you're like, well, I work from home, so like your boundaries get kind of blurry because sometimes you feel like you kind of have to go above and beyond like, Oh man, 
got clients prove. calling me right now. I, yeah. I, I, I got to answer it. Like, you know, when, when ordinarily you wouldn't. If you were at the be, office, you might be like, well, I'm going to wrap up what I'm doing before I respond to this email, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so the boundaries even on the other side of that get a little blurry. I will uh, say that for well. sure. And that's one thing we didn't touch on, and maybe it's what we'll close out on, is just is, is keep this in mind as well. Um, in, in my experience, personally working from home, when it comes to boundary problems, I have historically had a way harder time setting a boundary between myself and work mm. and setting a boundary between my work and my family. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like some distractions and things like that are hard for me and it stresses me out. But the reason why those distractions stress me out is because I had gotten into a place where my relationship with my work was a little bit toxic, where it was like, you interrupted me and it stalled me for three seconds. And now I'm going to have to work for an extra four hours because you get right. this sort of imposter syndrome of like, what if they found out? Like, what <laughs> if my boss found out that like, instead of working, I was actually in the bathroom washing my hands for three minutes. You yeah. Know? I, I, That's took how I, got. Yeah. I took an hour to lunch. Like, yeah. and I mean, and all I did was eat my lunch. Yeah. I didn't like, like write code while I was, I didn't eat right. at my desk, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. That's how I got, I got very much where I, I, I couldn't do. shut it off. And the fact that there wasn't someone there observing my work getting done or, right. or giving me construct or, or like giving me feedback that I know you're working and you're doing well. And maybe even some cases having a bad policy where like, their relationship with remote work was bad. And so I had a boss that would call me up going like, what are you working on right now? I need to know, you know, like every hour wanting an update, which just fed the fire of like, they, they didn't know how to manage someone remotely. So they were just Mm. micromanaging of like, Mm. if you're not, if your green light's not on Slack and you're not sending me a message, I don't know that you're working. Tell me what's going on. And that fed my fire. And so, you know, it'd be eight o'clock at night and I, I couldn't close the door to the office and I couldn't not respond to an email like I would if I had a normal job. Right. Quote unquote. Yeah. Um, so that, that's what I'll say is like boundary with your family and the people you live with might be important to manage distractions, but don't forget to manage your boundaries with your work itself. Because Absolutely. when, when your home is your office, that line gets really blurry and that can be really detrimental to your, your work-life balance, your, your family balance and your mental health. Yeah. Um, and that's and really, keep, really keep important. in mind, like why you're working. Yeah, I mean, it, it's for your family. It's to, it's to have all this, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's yeah. to have it's to have a corner of the house that you can you know tuck away into. Um, so yeah, so don't forget about that part. That part's important, and I don't think people talk about it as much. But uh, mm-hmm. for all of the for for those of you who are listening that maybe are your company is now dispatching to work from home for the first time, I bet some of you listening, I bet some of our listeners are in that position. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's easy to take for granted in this industry that. Most people have some amount of remote work, but but a lot don't, um, and, mm-hmm. and many are going to be experiencing it for the first time. So hopefully those kind of tips help. Um, kick us kick us an email if you if you if you have thoughts on it. It'd, it'd be pointers cool or questions. Ideas. Yeah, yeah. questions or ideas. We'll share it. We'll share it with the audience. We'll share it with our patrons and everybody. So um, all right. Speaking of work life balance, we're over time. Let's go hang out with our families. Let's close yeah. the door to your home offices. And Alan, go it. home. Yeah, <laughs> get out of the actual office. I know there's no one else up there. Yeah, Run. No, I'll, I'll do it. The virus is hanging out around the corner. Don't touch any. <laughs> don't touch any metal surfaces that haven't been scrubbed in the last thirty seconds. Um, That's true. This couch is filthy. Pull your pull your flannel up over your face when you walk out in public, and uh, don't let people cough in your mouth. You'll be fine. I'll cough in my elbow. Yeah, cough no. into your elbow, and okay. then sling your elbow at your enemies. Um, <laughs> 
All right, guys. Well, uh, have a good weekend, and we'll talk to everybody next week. And we'll probably still be in quarantine. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Friday Afternoon Deploy, recorded and produced by the team at Lofty Labs. If you enjoyed the show, you can subscribe to future episodes via iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also follow at Friday Deploy on Facebook and Twitter for episode previews, live streams, and other behind-the-scenes peeks. Past episodes and show notes on this episode can be found at friday.hirelofty.com. That's friday.h-i-r-e-l-o-f-t-y.com. If you'd like to contact the show, or if you're local to the Northwest Arkansas area and would like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at podcast at hirelofty.com.